It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, before we get going, let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at Auburn Live and the Auburn Live show. First of all, Southeastern, great bar in downtown Auburn, fantastic two-story building, beautiful place. A great lounge upstairs, tons of TVs, outdoor seating area, some finger foods and stuff like that as well. Awesome location in downtown Auburn. Go visit Southeastern. Great game day experience, uh, weekend experience. Um, just go check them out. Southeastern on Magnolia. Other partner, the Irritable Bow Restaurant, also on Magnolia on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn, down, down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bao uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp, shrimp rolls, and, and steak, steak, and, and, and chicken uh, skewers, and um, rice bowls, and just a bunch of bunch of good stuff, man. If you've never had Chinese bao, it's really really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, they get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry, it moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bao Restaurant downtown Auburn, and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. All right, welcome into another Auburn Live show. Appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, it's uh, Monday morning, and you know what that means. It's Monday morning quarterback with our good friend, friend of the show, joins us every Monday morning, Ben Leard, former Auburn quarterback. Ben, what's up, man? You look like you've been out in the woods. Yeah, I got a little camouflage. Just got done cleaning the, cleaning my lemon of dove for the evening, so my kids will be happy. They enjoy eating those things, so we're uh, get cleaned up. Excited to uh, excited to talk about an Auburn win in Fayetteville, man. That's a that's a difficult place to go play and win, especially with as physical as Arkansas always plays Auburn. And a, and any any team with Sam Pittman as the coach is going to be a tough a tough get. But I was tickled to death the way those kids played yesterday and to come out with a win like that, man. And going into an off week and then coming off of a of a bad Georgia loss, I think I don't think you could have painted a better picture. No, I agree. Uh, certainly a big win for, for, for Auburn. You know, I, we, we all, I think everybody thought it was going to be a close game. Um, I wasn't sure, you know, if, if Auburn was going to rebound. Um, you know, I thought back to that Penn State game and how they – I felt like maybe against Georgia State in the first half, they, they were still focused on the missed opportunities against Penn State. And, and, I, and I wondered if that was going to happen again. But, man, uh, f- finally they came out with a fast start. So it's something Brian Harson desperately wanted, uh, and and that was that was huge uh, to, to to get out to that fast start of fourteen to three. I think when you look at the game, man, <clears throat> I think it's the kind of game that Brian Harson. I, mean, I think that's I think that game encompassed what he wants to see from his football team, which is a fast start, which which everybody would love to have, but more importantly, guts and determination in the middle of that game 
when it was not going the other way. I, I'm telling you, that was one of the more gutsiest, gutsy efforts from an Auburn team I've seen on the road. Arkansas scores right before half. They score right after half. They have all the momentum. Auburn has a couple of three and outs. And for Auburn to, to make that play in the end zone, that touchdown, and to flip the switch after a third quarter where they just were on the field, for them to flip the switch and have the fourth quarter they did on the road to just stop their momentum dead in the tracks and flip that game the other way um, was, in, was incredible. And then the finish, which Brian Harson talks about, he, not just finishing drives, but finishing the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the way they finished that game, they had a four-and-a-half-minute drive and a six-plus-minute six drive or whatever, uh, held the ball for 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. I just think Brian Harson, like, that's – I think if he could look at a game, he'd say you started fast, you gutted it out in the middle, and then you 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 finished strong and you you won the game in the end. You were stronger in the end. It was just – I thought it was a, just kind of a an, the epitome of – of maybe what Brian Harson wants to see from his team. And I and I think you're spot on. It, it's it's you know they they did things offensively that you have seen glimpses of, you know, you've seen a little bit of throughout the season but not consistent. And in that particular game, I thought Mike Bobo called a tremendous ball game offensively. You got, I mean, and listen, you and I have not pulled any punches on on the receivers most importantly. But when it comes down to it, they played unreal. I don't know that there were – I don't know if, if you would – if they're categorized as any drops on the game. They made big-time catches. Demetrius Robertson, obviously, there were players that had not contributed in the passing game that made some big-time catches for them. There were three tight ends that caught passes yesterday, which is unheard of, four, four. In, an, in an Auburn offense over the last since since the days of Andy Fuller probably you know there were just things that happened yesterday to me that I think in two three four years when we look back on this and we've seen the evolution of Brian Harson as Auburn's head football coach I really think that people that dissect performance are going to say that this is this was the first time we saw that blueprint. This was the first time that you got to see what he wants as the head coach, both offensively and defensively. You know, and, and man, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the greatest defensive performance. I mean, they, they were very successful on third downs. We could not get off the field in certain situations. You know, KJ played a tremendous – their quarterback is you, – you got to tip your hat to him. He's a tremendous football player. And, God, I mean, the receivers that they have are, are very, very talented. But the most important aspect about it is they didn't give up. They didn't quit. They kept playing, kept hard charging, made the plays when they were necessary to be made. And, again, that's the biggest portion of it as to, as to what kind of happened on that fumble in the end zone or the sack that basically ran into turned into a touchdown. And it was Katie bar the door from there. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that it was amazing. I looked at it. So that fumble happens. I, I think before that fumble, Auburn had, I think their last few drives were just nothing after that fumble. Auburn had 220 yards of offense. 
uh, in 10 points, I think, no, 17 points. And, and Arkansas had, you know, virtually nothing. I mean, it was remarkable how that play changed that game. That play and really that string of events, you know, what gets forgotten about in that sequence is the 57-yard punt. You know, if that's a if that's a 45-yard punt, they're they're out there at the 25-yard line. You know, right. um, and it's and, and that that play doesn't happen. Play calling is different for Arkansas. Um, kind of gets forgotten that 57-yard punt that hits and goes down and gets them at, at the 11. Um, that punt, that play, you come back, D Rob deep, and the whole thing, uh, the whole thing just got flipped on its head. You talk about the defense. All right, let's. I want I want to talk about that a little bit because, you know, I thought. Looking at the numbers more, and I wrote about it at AuburnLive.com, and kind of our we do a what we learned, and I just sort of talk about some things that, that happened in the game. And the defense was one of the things I wrote about. And I actually think that the defense played pretty well. Like, I think they did almost everything they needed to do, minus they couldn't get off the field. Yeah. Um, like, I, I think if you look at it, they, they, they forced 19 third downs. They, they, Arkansas ran 90 plays. They yep. only averaged five yards of play. Auburn averaged more yards of play than, than Arkansas did. Um, they they were they they shut uh, Arkansas was over three on fourth down. Um, like Auburn did everything but those third downs, and yep. and, and they just and, and you and you got to give credit to KJ Jefferson. You have a mobile quarterback. You have Traylon Burks. Like there's some it, there's some there's some you know talent there that make that can make third downs tough. That was the only disappointing part because Arkansas's average. Uh, to to go was seven yards. So not only was Auburn getting them third downs, Arkansas was averaging third and seven, and they converted ten. That is the most disappointing. But I thought overall the game plan, um, I thought was was good. I mean, Arkansas came into the game as an explosive offense team. Uh, Auburn didn't give up any forty yard plays. They gave up one play of thirty or more. Um, that th- they kept everything twenty and under. Um, and Arkansas came into the came into the game as one of the better teams in the country, I think, in the top twenty, in those thirty plus yard plays and forty plus yard plays. So I thought, from that standpoint, Auburn did their job. They just they just couldn't get on the off the yeah. field on third down. Uh, and, I think the the running game. I mean, the, the defensive line they gave up a little bit too much in the running game. That's probably you know that was a little bit. There was some there were some holes there where they were getting pushed around a little bit. I'm not sure what was happening, but overall, I thought. The game plan was keep it in front, and if man, if they could have just converted a couple of those, got them off the field on some of those third downs. I mean, they held them to twenty three points. That offense scored fifty one yeah. on on Ole Miss. I mean, yeah. So I think overall, they you know in this day and age, man, it's all about points. And I and, thought they and, did almost everything right. And two, and man, you think about it, and we're the the game to run ninety offensive plays. And we're we're harping on we're harping on one aspect. That's the third downs, right? They're, they did so much other great stuff that we're really we're really you know drawing at straws. Basically, when you think yeah. about it, I mean, you you've got Zacoby McLean had I think he finished the game with fifteen tackles. Chandler Wooten had ten or eleven. I mean, yeah. the kids the, the kids played lights out. I mean, I, I you, you they they played a phenomenal game. And and really, when you think about it, it was it was difficult for them to account for KJ in the on the third downs, and and, and rightfully so. Everybody this season has had a difficult time accounting for him in the running game, and that is what it is. When you run ninety plays offensively, 
you average the number of points that they do offensively in every single game, you're bound to give up some plays. But you, when you really dissect it, you minimize their 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 explosive their explosive plays. You obviously minimize their points when they're putting up 51 against Ole Miss, and then Auburn holds them to 23, two of which came off consecutive drives. I don't think you could have you could have scripted the momentum to be more in their favor after the opening drive of the second half. I mean, it was it had totally flipped, but Auburn has done what they did in previous games. They answered. They responded. They did the things they were supposed to do, and they just stayed in it and stayed gritty and played gutsy and played tough the way they're expected to play. And I think that epitomizes the attitude of Brian Harson. And I just think it's a situation that every every game, they're going into every single game, and rightfully so, treating it as a must-win scenario. It is a it is the one and zero mentality through and through that we have to win this game in order to keep our goals and aspirations intact. Everything is everything is within sight. They just have to continue to play and evolve and get better. They they need Owen back. Obviously, I think I saw today where you mentioned that this open week, regardless of the outcome of yesterday's ball game, could not come at a better time. They. They need to rest. They need to relax. They need to mend. And in order for them to prepare for what's going to be an unbelievably big game against Ole Miss in two weeks, they this this open week is desperately needed. Yeah, and it comes at a good time. that They need to get healthy. Ole Miss plays LSU. Um, Ole Miss played Arkansas, which is, a, which is an exhausting game. Then they play a, an emotional, wild game against Tennessee. Uh, then they play. They go home and play LSU, and then they go to Auburn. So um, you know, hopefully, Ole Miss will be a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe they'll be a little bit tired, um, fatigued, and Auburn should come into that game in a, a fresh situation where you get a bye week before you play a team with that plays up tempo and all that. Um, but yeah, so I thought I thought Auburn's defense did you know a lot of things right um, in that in that football game. Um, that. I think when you look at uh, when you look at the offense, you mentioned Mike Bobo, and uh, I agree with you, man. I, I thought he I thought he did call a whale of a game. I mean, there were some play calls, uh, especially on that last drive where he pulled out a couple of just masterful calls. The, the sweep, the Bonex quarterback sweep. Yeah. Um. And and there was a, there was another one I can't remember, but he he did call a heck of a game. Um. And I think when you look at it offensively, you know. The only negative is is just the running game again, um, just not quite there against a, a team in Arkansas that had been gashed the, the last two weeks, gashed. Um, but what I did see is Arkansas went four down linemen. That's not generally what they do. Right. So so let's let's give them a little bit of credit that they knew. Okay, we have to fix something. So they went four down linemen, but still, Auburn's got to create some running lanes. Um, you know they they. They ran the ball when they had to in the fourth quarter, at least got two, three yards a pop and kind of kept them in it. Bo Nix made some good plays to convert first downs. Um, but they were able to, to keep the ball on the ground in that fourth quarter. But that's probably the only negative um, is just, you know, I mean, again, they didn't even reach uh, – Jarquez Hunter and, and Bigsby didn't even reach 100 combined. Um, Hunter for the second straight game didn't even get four yards of carry. So all, he's kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. Um, but – for everything we say about the running game, 
Bo Nix played absolutely unequivocally the best game of his career. I mean, he was phenomenal. He was so yeah. on point. The placement of his passes in that game compared to just the season opener. You know, people – you go back to Akron, and, yes, his numbers look great against Akron. If you go watch that game, the, those passes weren't that accurate. It was yeah. just a bad – it was a bad team. That performance Saturday against Arkansas was on point. I mean, he well, he, he and, was really, really sharp. And he was pretty sharp against Georgia, if not for those drops. Like he, We talked about it. He threw some really good balls in that game. Yeah. And he Basically followed that up them. against uh, Arkansas and, and threw some dimes. Yeah. Well, they, they, the, receivers, the receivers made the catches they were supposed to make. They made the plays that were necessary to be made. He made the throws that were needed to be needed to be made, and ultimately it it they capitalized on those opportunities. You know, third and longs, he was making the throws to the tight end. You know, the guys made the catches that they needed to make. Most importantly, and I think they it was one of those instances where they kind of put it together. And I, I think yeah. that was that was the situation. They put the game together holistically, and it they were able to capitalize on it and have some success. You know, again, if you're going to go and draw, you know, look at, you know, real tight situations, kind of like we're talking about Auburn's defense on third down, the running game is is was questionable. Obviously, they didn't have the success that you would have expected Auburn to have against Arkansas in the run game. But I truly think that the adjustment that they made in their defensive front by putting four down linemen, that exposed them in the passing game. And so ultimately Auburn was able to able to capitalize on some, you know, deficiencies that they have in their secondary. And I don't think Arkansas, I don't think Arkansas, they took for granted Auburn being able to make the catches that they made because Auburn has not shown the ability to do so thus far into the season. So I think it was very a, a huge uplifting situation for Auburn to be able to make the catches. The receivers made plays, tight ends, running backs. Bo, obviously, again, I think to date, even even above the LSU game, I think to date that was his best performance as Auburn's quarterback throughout his entire career. The accuracy, the leadership, making the plays with his legs, and they weren't miraculous plays. They were called quarterback runs that he made the plays and converted the first downs. Obviously the last touchdown was just a, you know, I'm still baffled by how those guys did not know that there's no way in hell that Bo Nix was going to slide. I mean, that was not going to happen. It's like he totally caught those guys by surprise by, you know, making, making one cut and walking into the end zone. So I was, I was ecstatic. I mean, I'm, you know, super proud of his of his resolve and how he's playing. He, you know, there's still there's still momentum and there's still opportunities for growth and development. But I think they're they're definitely moving in the right direction. And uh, I, I'm I'm excited for an off week. I think they need it. But I'm extremely excited to see what what's in store for the Ole Miss game. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun game. Um, Bonex twenty one of twenty six two ninety two couple of touchdowns. I wasn't really bothered when he threw that pick. That the, the reaction on on Twitter was kind of odd because they were like, oh, what a bad throw. I, I, the interception, it didn't even bother me uh, because I, I thought it was a deal where they said, hey, look, there's two minutes. Just 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 take a shot and it'll be like a punt. 
Yeah, uh, make a play. Now, what, a great play. shot. Yeah, what a great shot. So I wasn't worried about wasn't, the pick and, too much, but and and Hoke, it wasn't. No, it wasn't the best ball he's ever thrown. It wasn't. It wasn't a great ball. But yeah. again, it wasn't on a. It wasn't on a five yard out that put them in position for a pick six. I mean, it was. If I'm not mistaken, that was. It was a third down throw. I yeah, think. Third so I mean, it was, and basically that. While you would have loved to have a had that had been a an explosive play. Right for a pickup of twenty or twenty five, it was no no worse than a punt situation. So, yeah. I, I I didn't I was I'm like you I wasn't beat up over the interception. You hate to see it happen, but then again, you're like, man, it it, it is what it is. You take shots like that. These DBs are good players in the first place. They're gonna make plays, and you just got to make a little bit better throw. <clears throat> um, but he bounced back. Didn't let that bother him. And, and yeah, I mean, look. You know, Bo Nix has flipped the narrative on its head this year. Um, you know, he has been uh, – he has hey, he has struggled on the road. Let's say that. We all know that. And and now you look at it, and not just the fact that he's now won back-to-back conference road games, but Bo Nix played well at Penn State too. Um, well, he's – hey. You know, they, they didn't come out on top. But he he's – those three big road games, he has, he has not been the reason they lost Penn State, and he's probably the reason they won the other two. Yeah. Well, and two, think about this. And and other than, and I, I'm I am not a his his historian when it comes to stats or whatnot. If I'm not mistaken, during Gus Malzahn's tenure at Auburn, the only ranked team that he beat on the road was Texas A&M in 2013. Uh, let's see. He, well, he beat Ole Miss in 14 on the road. That wild okay. game. Um, That's right. So we're at we're at two. But then you get then you I, I'd have to I'd have he to never, look it up. He never, you he, get never beat, he never beat LSU. Georgia down there. Alabama, yeah, on, on the road, yeah. Um, so Brian Harson possibly has matched in once in his first season has probably possibly matched Gus Malzahn's output on beating two ranked teams on the road in his first season as head coach. I, I love it. And and we're not talking about easy places to play either. So I'm just I'm man, I, I know you and I both have been this way. I'm 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 a big believer. I really I love the way he treats the kids. I love the way I love his message. I love the way he walks into the locker room after a win. They celebrate as a team. I mean, all the things that they're doing, man, it's just the right way to do it. And I think it's it, it's ultimately gaining more and more momentum, most importantly, inside that locker room. And I think that's going to pay major dividends. <clears throat> yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, one of the things he said after the game that I that I definitely caught my attention was he was talking about um, – it's about the team offense in general, but the wideouts as well um, is – you know, he said that uh, – he said they started staying after practice last week. Um and he said that he's starting to see guys hold themselves to a higher standard. He, he basically said the standards, um, the standards that these guys are setting for themselves. He thought last week there was a little bit of extra accountability um, from the team, and uh, that's a big deal to, to hear him say. Um, because that's what he's all about. He's all about the culture and the little things 
and um, and, and, and living up to that standard. And so for him to say, kind of, I, I saw a little bit of that from from the guys. Um, that's a that's a that's not a statement that I take lightly from from him. And you see it translate on the field. You yeah. saw a everything translate basically onto the practice field. So we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But, but, uh, man, I, we could look at this game and say this game, it's, it, things started to take root. I, yeah. I think, you know what I mean? I think that's, I think that's exactly right. I think this, you know, and he, you know, going back to that comment, man, he, he's not going to say things like that unless he, unless he believes it and, or, most importantly, I think, unless he witnesses it. Right. And, yeah. and so you, you're right. You're exactly right. You, you've got to take all of that in stride. And for him to say that he is, he is experiencing or seeing really kind of seeing the fruits of his labor. And that's gotta be a prideful moment for him as a head coach. And he's able to do that. He's able to do that while his team is winning games. And I, I think that makes it, I think that makes it resonate that much more with the players in the sense that guys, you see what we are doing. If we continue this, we will be successful. If you continue to make these strides, if you continue to do that little bit extra, it will help and it will pay dividends. Mark my words. And he's being able to use that. He's being able to use the wins. He's being able to use the, the success really kind of as leverage to get the kid, get more out of the kids, you know, week in and week out, because ultimately, man, George is not as good as they are by just showing up to practice. Alabama right. is not as good as they are by just showing up to practice. You have to do more than what is asked of you by your coach. That's it. How much more are you willing to put in? How much more effort? How much more time? How much more are you willing to do in order to win and compete for championships? And I think that's the message that Brian Harson, it, it, it's clicking. It's hitting home with these young men. And you're you're hopefully going to see those those things pay up at some point in the near future. Yeah, no, I think you – I think you nailed it. <clears throat> and once you see it happen, then, then, you know, think about what that does as a player. Once you see some of those things happen and good things happen. Okay. Now there's, there's that extra belief. It's one thing to believe it's another thing for you to see it uh, come to fruition. Um, and then that, that's when that stuff starts to take root. So now they got an off week, rest, self scout um, at a perfect time, perfect time um, to get that win. And then now go self scout, improve, um, and, and just really practice and work on little things and then get ready for uh, a big one against Ole Miss that if you somehow – if you pull that out at home, well, then the, the, the whole season comes down to – you know, you got you got Mississippi State and Carolina who you're better than. The whole season comes down to, you know, to A&M on the road in Alabama. Yeah. And now you've, you've narrowed your season down. If they pull that off against Ole Miss, you've narrowed your season down even more to the potential of, gosh, now you're, now you're looking at – can we get to nine wins? I mean, that we talked about eight and four, but being a really good season. And then, boy, when they lost to Penn State, we thought, gosh, eight and four would be a great season. Now they already got one loss. And now you're looking at it going, if they can pull it off against Ole Miss, gosh, you know, nine is a serious possibility. Um, yeah. 
so it's it, it's interesting how this team's developing, but they're certainly uh, doing all the all the right things. All right, man. Uh, appreciate you joining us. Um, appreciate everybody listening. AuburnLive.com. Go subscribe if you're not a part of that. Make sure and listen to us across all platforms. Watch the show on YouTube. Um, you can see Ben's sweet camo if you're listening on audio. Um, go go check it out, man. He's got some dove some feathers in the background. I'm getting it. I've got an NIL deal with Mossy Oak. So. <laughs> Man, well, that was a good decision by them. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right, dude. Appreciate it. Um, I guess we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll be off for a week. Auburn has a bye week, and so uh, <clears throat> we'll, uh, well. I guess we can come back and just talk nothing but Ole Miss next week. Maybe we'll do that. Um, Ole Miss coming off that wild game against Tennessee. Tennessee, yikes! We won't even get into that. Um, that was rough look for them. All right, dude. Thanks so much, man. All right, hug. Take care, buddy. War Eagle. All right. Thanks, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.